And this is going to be a really stupid question. Are cows... I think all cows are women, correct? Brunch! Hit it, boys! Okay, I'm going to start off with a quick homework assignment for you, Pete. I accidentally just came across this. I'm going to need you to head over to the Rotten Tomatoes page for First Cow. You know what that is? First Cow? Yeah. Uh, No, but I've heard of First Man. So I was going to kick this off with some Bounce Back Moss talk. Okay. Because Bounce Back Moss is indeed a thing right now. But uh, on the left side, it's one of the other movies it said was First Cow. So I clicked on that. And the movie poster looks like the Peanut Butter Falcon. It sure it does. Is, it is, <laughs> there were a cow instead of three people. Yep, it absolutely does. It's a raft in the middle of, it seems like a river. Yeah. And there's just a cow on it. Oh, it's A24. Oh, shit. And but, it's got a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. Don't. All right, let's not scroll down. Let's okay. just kind of think. We'll, we can read this, this critics consensus thing. First Cow finds director Kelly Reichardt revisiting territory and themes they will be familiar to fans of her previous work with typically rewarding results call us some oscar voters because i don't know who kelly reichardt is me neither what do you think her previous work was that would that when people would see a movie called first cow they'd think classic kelly (laughs) yeah seriously (laughs) like i don't know who kelly is i don't know her previous works i don't know her previous themes but apparently People seem to like him. And if she's good enough for A24, she's right. good enough for me. All right. Now I'm going to look up Kelly Reichardt. Uh, she's American. Ooh. <laughs> she's known for her minimalist style films, many of which deal with working class characters in small rural communities. So she's like a farming Bruce Springsteen. So you think that this this cow is a, is a woman? Possibly. Why? Why does it say she she deals with female themes? Work. That's what she said. That's what the description said, right? No. Oh wait. She's known for her minimalist style films, many of which deal with working class characters in small rural communities. I have no idea where I. Do. Wow. I think you didn't know. I just think it was probably problematic in some way, but I think you just like projected and threw that in there. Yeah, I don't know where the women came from. I guess I was like. And this is going to be a really stupid question. Are cows... I think all cows are women, correct? <laughs> oh, yeah, because bulls are men, right? right? Bulls yeah. are men? Yeah. So Damn, you were that's correct. a good, good, good call. But you either misheard or projected or something. Anyway, <laughs> uh, she made her feature film debut with River of Grass, 1994, and subsequently directed a series of film sets and fil- films set and filmed in Oregon... The dramas Old Joy, 2006, Wendy and Lucy, 2008. These are all pre... I came up with a thing of uh, shorthand of like basically pre-Whiplash, like before I started watching movies. Mm-hmm. These are all... Yeah. These are all pre... Uh, these are all PW. Uh, the Westerns, Meek Cutoff. She forgot Meek Mill, 2010. <laughs> and the thriller Night Moves, 2013. That one sounds out of place for all these... And then she wrote and directed the Montana set drama, Certain Women. Man, I, 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 Rotten Tomatoes, or uh, Wikipedia was not kidding with the rural communities. Yeah, I, I like the uh, I like where this is going, though, in terms of like the, the places where she sets her movies. I love a good like rural yeah. Montana, nice... Well, you're a Wind River guy. Yeah, absolutely. And that's some like middle of nowhere yeah. shit. She earned her MFA 
at the School of Museum of Fine Arts in Boston, Massachusetts. So oh, she's damn. from Miami. Her debut film, River of Grass, that sounds that sounds like a good title. That sounds like some Wind River stuff. I got to check out Night Moves. I'm looking up Night Moves right now. I mean, that's uh, the one that, that that of those stood out. It was definitely the outlier in that group, right? Yeah, and it's got a, it, it's a two Oregon environmentalists played by J- Jesse Eisenberg. What a cast! Jesse Eisenberg and Dakota Fanning and a former Marine, Peter Sarsgaard, hatch a plan to blow up a hydroelectric dam. This cast is Jesse Eisenberg, Dakota Fanning, Peter Sarsgaard, Alia Shockett, and... James LaGrosse. I don't know who that is. Let's see. He's an American actor. That is a brutal... That's a brutal Wikipedia photo, bud. You seen this? Uh, who? James LaGrosse. He's the other actor. Uh, Alia Shockett is maybe from Arrested Development. Oh, Great right. actor. Yeah, yeah. That's a, This is a really good... This must have been the, the year before I started watching movies, I think. But even so, I don't know if I believe this movie is available on uh, on one of the streaming services because I've seen it um, either on Netflix or Amazon Prime. Really? Yeah. Have you uh, you you've seen? I've seen it, it, it Yeah, I've seen it uh, in the library. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna watch this movie. I might watch this movie immediately after getting out of the podcast. Nice. Uh, did you watch uh, my night with Elve? I have not. You should, man. I might, really I'm might. i going good. to at some point. I, I haven't been able to watch anything. People uh, lauded Peter Dinklage's performance for that really? movie, which kind of surprised me because it was... Yeah, you didn't seem blown away. Yeah. But, I mean, he, he's, a, he's a great actor. I guess it's... This is, like, very basic of me. You're probably just comparing him to... Like, right. It's very bag. difficult to play someone that you don't look like. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I, I was going to... It's, it's not problematic that they... Uh, chose peter dink or that i mean i think this was a peter dinklage passion project but that like they chose P- peter dinklage to play uh another person with um i, f- I forget what everybody had so i'm not gonna e- even guess what it was anyway that was a good movie I, w- I would recommend people go watch it speaking of good movies by the way yeah. and uh bounce back moss yeah uh, invisible man coming out of the out of nowhere to be like one of the best movies of the year what a buzz unbelievable well there is such a buzz around that movie right now everyone i know people who don't see movies are posting the Instagram things of like, here we go, like pictures of their ticket. And every person, I've asked Randy this, I've asked our friend Wayne this, I've asked Jeff Lowe this. Every, like some Bruntouchables have even tweeted about it. Like, hey, but is it, uh, is, it's not like actually scary. Like there's not like a bunch of jump scares and all the responses are, like, yep, there are. <laughs> it's super scary. It's the best. And I can, this sucks. Uh, listeners, text into the buzz. Uh, did you find it off-putting or annoying how much I dragged my feet uh, before Midsommar? Because if tr- true OGs will know that I had to wait for you to see it, I had to wait for Randy to see it, I had yeah. to wait for us to do an episode on it with you guys telling me it after I'd already read the Wikipedia summary before I felt, okay, I can go see this. I'm more annoyed by your hesitation to see this movie uh, as opposed to Midsommar because I, even I was scared going into Midsommar because it's so out of the ordinary in terms of like uh, a horror movie or mm-hmm. and like it looked completely unsettling. Yes. And you didn't really, like it was an A24 movie and the previews didn't really give you a great idea of what it was. So I think like the uncertainty of it mm-hmm. made me really cautious and i understood where you were coming from invisible man i think you kind of know what you're gonna get yeah i the more i think about it i mean i watched the halloween movies as a kid and i i i'll see the the remakes of hollow like the, the your classic slashers where 
there is somebody around the corner or something like that. But and you watch a lot of like dumb movies like The Purge and like some of these. And there are, you know what? There are jump scares. In that's the what Purge. I'm saying. Yeah, that's true. There's some like, okay, nice, everything's okay. Ugh! Yeah, you know. Yeah, and so like. I know that you hate jump scares, but from everything that I've heard and everything that I've seen, this movie isn't reliant on jump scares. Yeah, and it seems, I mean, everybody says, much like Midsommar, which was really the appeal there, is like, it's a great movie, which is so interesting to me. A, for bounce back moss purposes. Also, I was told by Randy, bounce back moss may be a, an incorrect term because... She had another movie that came out after uh, after The Kitchen in 2019 that was good. And plus, I'd forgotten that she and Tim Heidecker played that great couple in Us. So ultimately... I didn't forget that, but Us came before. Right. But so I'm saying, like, ultimately, how bad a 2019 did Elizabeth Moss have if this other movie that came out after was great and... The movie that came out before us, she was really good in. Really, yeah, it's th- more of like there was like a, there was a moss sandwich on like a brioche bun, like really <laughs> good stuff. It was buttered, had the pickle. It was basically like a Chick Fil A sandwich, but the the meat in it, which was the middle thing, it was like spoiled. Was really bad. Yeah, <laughs> was like the 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 worst movie I I've seen. Yeah, I don't know. I go back and forth on us because like. I think that Us was was a, was a solid movie, but it was ultimately disappointing. A disappointing. Yes, yeah. I agree. And uh, but but Elizabeth Boss, I think, was one of the better parts. Yeah, of, of Us. The good uh, was it good vibrations that that scene in the house <laughs> with the their like tethered versions. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, killing everybody. Yeah, that was a great scene. I did not know that that was Tim Heidecker. I've had a real hard time figuring out who that guy is. When I saw, I think you should leave. Not to pat myself too hard on the back, but absolutely pioneer on the check out Tim Robinson sketch shit. Sure we were did. we were doing episode. We were did we have people on to talk about uh, characters? I don't, I don't believe so, but, but I we, think were we had like an episode for hard it. Yeah. on the characters. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I was crazy, but I think you should leave. And I thought that guy in the like it wasn't charades, but you know, like when they're sitting around guessing the celebrities yeah and the guys saying all the ridiculous jazz guys i thought he was funny but i didn't know that was a, a person and someone was like yeah tim and eric i knew i yeah, knew yeah. eric yeah, yeah everybody knows eric yeah he's a master of none yeah but he's great tim tim heidecker is uh is great good musician too uh tim heidecker is a uh a huge bernie guy really yeah i think he, i believe he's on tour with uh with bernie man i'll say it again Bernie has just some solid media representation. Oh, yeah. He's like his if there were a, a Bernie festival, man, you could charge a million dollars a ticket. People would go nuts for that. You probably have I would assume like uh Dead and Company. They'd probably be playing at that. I don't know where John Mayer falls on the whole thing, but I could see I could see the other guys really be I could see the other guys in the dead being very pro Bernie. Then you got the Strokes, you got Killer Mike, you got Vampire Weekend, you got Tim Heidecker. It goes on and on. You got Luxy. Uh, I can never say her name right. Dacus, Dacus. No idea. Uh, one of the three members of Boy Genius. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, he was, or uh, she was. See, so, yeah, Boy Genius is teaming up with uh, Haley Williams. Yes, and honestly, 
all I take that as is there's going to be more boy genius stuff, and <laughs> that rules because that with a little the, bit of Haley Williams mixed in. That's yeah, kind of cool. I don't necessarily need Haley Haley Williams there. I like Haley Williams. I I do too, but. I don't think that she necessarily makes like everything exponentially better, but right. I enjoy her. But I mean, you're putting her up against uh, Bridgers, yeah. And Dawkins. I mean, even when she went up against um, uh, Lauren Lauren Mayberry from Churches, like probably one of the most uh, inconsequential cameos that has oh, ever yeah. happened. Oh yeah, that sunk. Well, and <laughs> yeah. It, it was for Barry, Barry which is their worst song or one of their worst. Songs. I don't know. I, I think Barry it's a pretty good a pretty decent song, but like they they threw Haley Williams into that that like the quote-unquote remix to that song yeah. and it was just exactly the same. Yeah. Just one verse had Haley Williams and she it basically sounded like she was trying to be Lauren Mayberry. Yeah, it wasn't good. No. Yeah, give me give me some Bridgers. Give me some uh give me some Baker. Give me some Lucy D. Uh, the, uh, Lucy Dacus, I, if I'm saying her name right, was a uh, one of the viral Bernie clips. So. I'd like to thank the Lucy, and he definitely said her name wrong. Like uh, Dolcus Band, <laughs> thank you for the wonderful music. <laughs> uh, uh. He's uh, he's gonna he's not gonna win, which is a bummer. Um, Anyway, shout shout out everybody who voted for Bernie or Liz Warren or just or voted and just voted, just yeah. got out and just uh, did what you thought was right. Shout out you. Uh, the, the the sticker game wasn't as strong this year. I felt like I didn't even get one. You didn't? No. Oh, I got one. I like. I don't care. I'm, I, I, was, I, was, I wasn't gonna post. I wasn't gonna be like the. Oh, I voted. Check out my check my, out my voting sticker. experience was a was some real blooper real shit. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. I walked in there. I'd had my coffee, too, but I was just, like, very clunky and drowsy. I walked in there, gave them my address, and they were like, okay. And nobody was there. Nobody was voting. So I walked over. You said, what, am I early? And I vote Right. I was, so I voted, and uh, some some you see that everyone's mad, the, like, the order of the names. Yeah. Because it's... Uh, it's it's done with like a lottery or something. Yeah. Biden first. Hmm. Lottery. Hmm. It's a lot lucky guy. <laughs> anyway, in some places I think it's on some of like the touch screens, but I just had like a form, but on some of the touch screens like you really had to like enter some like secret passwords to find Bernie on that thing. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, people I think it was in people in California. People were like, "Come on. <laughs> this is ridiculous." Anyway, um <laughs> I voted, and then I was done, and all the tables looked the same, and they all said, check in here, so I was like, do I go back to where I checked in? I, I don't want to, so I just kind of stood there, and then one of the tables was like, all right, you can come over here now, so I did, gave my information again, realized I still had the pen, and I was like, oh, I've still got the pen, I'm going to run back over and put it there, and they did some, there was some real, like, well, I would hope so. Oh, really? Vibes thrown towards me. And I was like, I don't know if I'm allowed to walk back over there. You want me to pull a Lozo and vote five times? <laughs> oh, man. I- I'll tell you, one of my favorite jokes. Lozo's uh, one of the great Twitter bits. Oh, yeah. I mean, one of my favorite jokes. It's so subtle, but like people who say vote early, vote often. I fucking love it. It's so funny. Because <laughs> there's always someone that's like, uh, well, I hope you enjoy breaking the law. 
Because you're not allowed to do that. It's like, I mean, well, they seemed okay with it when I did it. I just voted a bunch of times. It's so funny to me because, like, I, I didn't, I saw it a couple times on uh, on Super Tuesday, and like, I didn't even think twice about it. And then I, and then I saw people responding to it, and they were like, "Oh, excuse me, you're only allowed to vote once." And I was like, "Oh, that bit's hilarious." Yes, Fuck yeah. So, uh, yeah, I remember when Lozo did it. It's so fucking funny. But vote early, vote often is amazing. How many times? Uh, how, how was your voting experience? Uh, which time? The, the first time was was okay. Oh, if I had gotten a second crack at it, I would have been pretty good. Been <laughs> yeah, better. I think, yeah. Now that like, I felt it out, now I got a lay of the land and go in there. Yeah. You had a good voting experience, though? Yeah, it was fine. Nice. I, 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 I always walk out of there. Like Everybody makes such a big deal of it, and I know that it is a big deal. So good. Yeah, they're like, like, when yeah, you're voting I, in Massachusetts. I, I did it, and I was like, eh, whatever. That, was, that wasn't a big yeah. deal. You know what's weird? I didn't feel like I uh, was... It I, I felt like I was just kind of doing an automatic thing, and you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be Bernie or it's gonna be Warren, and uh, whatever made the best candidate win, and the other one can drop out and support the other one, yeah, and maybe they'll have a chance. And I was checking, I was checking it throughout the night. I was at work, and I was like, "Is Joe Biden smoking Elizabeth Warren in Massachusetts?" <laughs> Not to, I mean, I, we, we don't know enough or care enough about politics to really spend too much time on it, but I mean, for I, like, nobody saw third, that coming. Yeah, nobody saw that coming. Anyway, and then you get into everybody yelling at each other about, like, whenever well, something goes part. wrong politically, everybody looks to blame the people closest to them for it. I, I do think, I, I mean, I'm a, I'm, I'm a Bernie guy. I, I've, I've not always been the biggest fan of, like... And it's us against everybody. And, like, I don't know. I feel like you can maybe turn some people off. And, like, you do, like you're a great candidate, in my mind. The best candidate. The, maybe I'm silly for saying this, but, like, count on people to, to see the best one. And they'll, they'll vote for that. Like, I don't know. I, yeah, I, think, I definitely think that you're silly. Because counting on people to see the silly. best in anything and choose that thing is... Uh, is a very risky game. I don't know. I think like Massachusetts is, uh, I would say, a, 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 we say that we're a very smart state and kind of wild to me that, in my opinion, the smartest candidate finished third and the most compassionate, like, best, purest person finished second. Like, very smart and awesome person should be some hallmarks of a good candidate. And it's, and it's oh, like, well. the closest ties to Massachusetts. What do you mean? Oh, like yeah. Warren is yeah, the closest yeah. tie. S- Sanders, proximity-wise, is yeah. closer. Like, there's no real connection to Biden from Massachusetts. So that was surprising to me. How many, uh, how many Republican listeners do you think are turned off? by this episode how many republican listeners do you think we even have i wonder that i think that people could probably got into us from twitter yeah so very small chance that they are republican there are republicans on twitter but i mean it is split i don't think they follow There's us. like republicans we're right <laughs> yeah. like we like what twitters would you say we are i mean you're definitely hockey, hockey twitter, twitter yeah. like hockey twitter hockey twitter and, and republican twitter though there's a there's a, a, a cross section there there is yeah i follow uh I follow some like relatives of hockey players that I know, 
and every now and then it gets like a little dangerously close to like dude i I know it i know what you're doing when you retweet that thing you just retweet please don't do that (laughs) i don't want to like make it seem like 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 hey we don't want republican listeners we don't want republican like i think it's fine if you're a republican be a smart republican yeah pre-trump republican listeners let's let's have a conversation let's figure out what's best for for everybody um what was I going to say? Yeah, your your hockey Twitter. We're definitely not. We're not like pop culture Twitter. Like no one's really coming to. I think maybe hockey people will come to us occasionally for pop culture stuff. Yeah, I would honestly say that. Like I'm not any. I'm like I'm I'm DJ Twitter. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> someone asked me the other day how many Twitter followers I had, and I guessed. And I'm gonna say tw- I'm gonna say twenty seven point five. Six. So I said twenty six. Okay. Because I've had twenty six thousand Twitter followers for honestly like six years now. <laughs> yeah. And I uh, I have twenty seven point one. Oh wow, it was real close. Yeah, okay. twenty seven point one. So I have kept the same amount of Twitter followers forever, and I kind of like that. That's nice. Yeah, that's a very comfortable spot to be. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I uh but I'm 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 I did notice the other day. I, I went to your profile the other. This was unrelated, but I saw that you are are you at 100 yet? I'm not, but I'm very close. You're going like to have 500 away. That's a that's a real number. Yeah. That's a real thing. That what does that do? Does that, it it probably gets you more stuff like Adidas sends you shit every now and then. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. Like I I just want like free shit. <laughs> oh yeah, influencing is free shit or money. That'd be that'd be at. cool. I don't want to like pimp out my Twitter, but like I don't know. It can... does suck. Like I've said, that I, we've said this about certain people before. Like, uh, I don't want to name names because it it sounds degrading to say. But like Twitter, you should get paid by Twitter. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, like you should get like monetary, and not like, like one should get paid by Twitter. I'm saying like like you should like you do a lot of work for and on Twitter. Like you are a you are of value to Twitter. Yeah, but I mean, there are so many people that are valuable to Twitter, and like in the grand scheme of things, I'm not really that valuable. I don't know, but if Twitter were, if Twitter were ten dollars a month, this is a very Darren Rovell thing. Darren Rovell has put this out there before. Like, if t- if Twitter were ten dollars a month, do you think everybody would still have it? No, definitely not. You think no? All right, what if it were ten dollars a year? Yeah, then probably ten dollars a year. All right, so how many Twitter users are there? A hundred. $10? Yes. Yes. They would make a thousand dollars. I don't know. I feel like like Twitter should Twitter should break you off like ten grand a year as like an independent contractor. I mean, I'm not gonna say yeah. no. I'm definitely not gonna say no. I'd be um, a very shitty agent. I'm like, I, I think that that you should give Pete ten thousand dollars. <laughs> They're like, oh well, well, no one gets paid by Twitter, so so no. They're like, all right, well, in think a perfect about world though, could be could be kind of cool. Could be cool. Uh, I had one of like my biggest Twitter months ever last month. Why? What did you? Oh, was the the T tweet? The T tweet. The T tweet went nuts. I dude. thought you were talking about the um, the NFL tweet. Uh, I mean, that was huge. that that was part of it. Yeah, that was also a. T- I'm going to sound like I'm hating. That's also like a tweet you've done before, right? Yeah, probably. Right? Yeah. Like, well, now. The, the the mock complaining. I saw sex on TV. Yeah, now I'm fucking my couch. Yeah, <laughs> I think that what might have made it pop off this time. My around dogs my, keep my having son. Sex. There are puppies everywhere. <laughs> I said my my son is fucking the couch. 
<laughs> I was I thought that was like a nice little cross section of uh of like how do I explain this to my kids yeah. and also my kid is so horny right now. <laughs> that one did good. My uh, kid is now capable of sex. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that between that one and the T tweet where I said "fellas is a gay to enjoy a hot beverage," that got thirty thousand retweets. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I looked at like the numbers because like I was pretty far away from um from a hundred thousand. I was like, oh, it might take me like till the end of the year to reach a hundred thousand. But I got uh, nine thousand followers last month. Wow, crazy! So I was gonna say we should do like a going through all of our best tweets. But I can't remember any good ones I've had. And, but I think it would be like a funny juxtaposition. Like you're, you would have something that... I want to know like what pops off for you versus like what pops off for me. Well, we've done this experiment before where like, hey, I know my Twitter well enough to say that this will get uh, like three retweets, <laughs> yeah. 18 likes. What happens when you send it? And you'll send it, if it's, and it, especially like if it's hockey related... From like seven to eleven PM, is like it, I forget what it was. It was like a very like basic Joe Thornton related thing, and it got like two hundred fifty retweets. Yeah, because you're like you're 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 trusted in that space. Um, oh, but to answer like what pops off for me, nothing. <laughs> I don't, you, well, you don't ever like tailor anything to pop off. I did. I, I honestly the. Um, the uh, the Patriots Chargers safety. Oh yeah, tweet. yeah. That's like a, that's that like was a like designed a, viral should, tweet, right? Like this, I, I think that this would go viral. Yes, I had a Harambe one that got. Oh, and Ryan Lochte uh, posted an apology. I circled a bunch of letters <laughs> and were like, "Oh my god!" And it said, "I killed Harambe." Yeah, and this was like very, very, very post Harambe. <laughs> Like post like the fifth wave of Harambe, I think that got like, got like, I don't know, a, a couple thousand retweets. There you go. But those are the only ones. I I don't think I, I would like feel really weird though if one of my tweets did like go Blackburn viral because your <laughs> tweets, people, we've talked about this. Your tweets are accessible; people will understand them. What if I'm? Um, let's scroll through some of my like. Uh, I don't even. No one. Let me see if there's anything I've tweeted ever to even try to be funny. Um, yo, I, maybe I'm looking like I don't have any earnest tweets here. I just have like quote tweets of like, "This is a great song." Um, this has been the most disappointing five minutes of my life. <laughs> that could be a. I don't know what that was. That was probably a soccer thing. It could be literally any anything for you, right? My top tweets: "Fellas is a gay to enjoy a hot beverage." NFL, my son just humped a hole into our sectional couch. I hope you're happy. Um, uh, Bruins lose after Brad Marchand has the worst shootout try in the history of the sport. Um, oh, I forgot about this one. This is also a big one from uh, the month of February. Fucking canceled about about Carrie Underwood's son who thought that her job was to wash the laundry. <laughs> How many did that get? Uh, it got 1.7 million impressions. I don't know what that means. What, Me either. Did it get any, how many retweets? Uh, let me see. It got uh, 344 retweets and uh, 8,000 likes. Okay, so now let's do by comparison. I finally found like an actual DJ tweet. I had to go back to February 25th. Um, 
The debate should be Bernie, Warren, Stephen A., the person who said Quentin Tarantino didn't give Margot Robbie the appropriate amount of lines, Quentin Tarantino. What if that got like, what if suddenly that got like 6,000 retweets? You would hate your I life. I would be so uncomfortable. You would hate your life because you would be looking at like all the responses of people who don't get your brand of humor and they'd all be like, uh, uh, what? This ain't what? it. What? Yeah. <laughs> L, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, the what, who is it? Uh, who's throwing Floyd the L? Mayweather. Yeah, Floyd Mayweather throwing the L. L. And then there's the Kobe Bryant one where he's got like the the slam dunk contest card, and he's like, "Ooh!" And he holds it up, and it's just the letter L. That's what we all right. We need to make. Uh, let's force. Oh, I'll say I'll send out some little signal of like, "Hey, everybody." three hours from now and then three hours from that i'll send out a tweet everybody's got to retweet it got to get into the hundreds and then even if you retweet it then you got to start responding to it with (laughs) with l uh what's his face uh why can't uh ezekiel elliott (laughs) serial l eating all the l's a lot of this ain't it uh yo my yeah i'm going my tweets are Trash. I feel like my tweets used to be funny for me at least, but yeah. I'm looking. I, I don't even have any like jokes or anything anymore. Yeah, I gotta be honest. I haven't my seen, Twitter. I haven't depressed. seen. I haven't seen any heaters from you lately. Yeah, it's all right. You'll get back there. What? Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm weighing in on which Chargers uniforms are the best. <laughs> You're. Yeah, I feel like a lot of your uh, a lot of your stuff recently has been like uh, like BST related and like yeah, NBC and who, related. I mean, BST has its own Twitter account. It can, yeah, it can speak for Stay itself. Stay in your lane, bro. Uh, well, your awesome tweet. This this tweet should have gone viral. If the Bruins had signed Kovalchuk, they could have still gotten Kasha, then traded Heinen as part of a package for someone better. Whoops! Damn, that Surprise blew up. That, that, Surprise! That didn't pop up. That that should go. Yeah. Okay. So in conclusion, we already knew my Twitter account sucks, but holy shit, is my. My Twitter account is having an anti-moment. Yeah, mine is having a moment. We're in opposite places right now. Nice. I uh, One of my friends tweeted that he was going to a uh, Josh Go- uh, Gondelman. You know who he is? He's a comedian, He's a, and he's like a writer. But he's got some shows coming up in Boston. And my friend tweeted that Sounds he was familiar. excited that he was going to it. And I DM'd him. I was like, I wouldn't say this on Twitter because it would sound mean. But I want to respond. Seinfeld 2000 forever, motherfucker. And he was like, what does that oh. mean? And I was like, that guy created something yeah. today. And he was like, oh, what's that? And I was like, that's what, that was the, lo-. and I told him the Seinfeld 2000 story and then went through modern Seinfeld's, some of modern Seinfeld's tweets. And is that how you but, ended up on one of mine? Because you favorited like a years old one yes, of mine. Yes, I did. Yeah, today I was going <laughs> yeah. through them and somebody, uh, <laughs> modern Seinfeld tweeted something. And this was like late modern Seinfeld before he quit because he was just getting killed yeah. by us yeah. <laughs> responding like not modern enough. <laughs> L. <laughs> L. Let's let's go find let's find old Seinfeld uh, modern Seinfeld tweets and just hammer them with <laughs> Zeke just shoveling L's into his mouth. But there was one that uh, you responded to with the Jerry getting up and walking away. <laughs> 
<laughs> because it was like that was an it was amazing the, instance of cyberbullying. <laughs> oh yeah, and it was uh, it was because uh, it was so funny though because the the Seinfeld two thousand or uh, modern Seinfeld did like blah blah, blah. somebody hacks uh, blah blah and then um, Seinfeld two thousand was speaking of hack. <laughs> <laughs> That was what my response was to. It was just a whelp. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta get out of here. All right, let me see if I can find L. L. <laughs> okay. Seinfeld today, January 11th, 2015. Kramer pitches an insane ad to McDonald's. Quote, sure, everyone loves your burger, but what if you made it seem like your burgers loved everyone? That has 1.3 thousand retweets. So I'm not feeling so bad about my Twitter. Again, I don't want retweets or anything like that. But I don't feel so bad about my my Twitter having an anti oh, moment. Oh, I well, I mean, because people were eating up look, that shit. But I mean, also look at the look at like the current climate of Twitter and like what gets retweets. There oh, are some yeah. dumb ass fucking tweets that get like eighty five thousand retweets. Yeah, we, and we it's have, so stupid. Yeah, we have friends who like dumb themselves down on Twitter, yeah. and you'll see something and you'll be like, "Oh man, he's so much funnier in real life." I wonder what what if he had just been himself? Probably nothing. Yeah, he had to dumb himself down. Yeah. Um, I also so, see like people like performing like Twitter shit to to get engagement. Oh yeah, and performative Twitter. That's perfor- a big thing. yeah for sure. And it's like it it's an it's annoying, but like you also see that it works for a lot of people. So I'm like I get it. Oh yeah, I just wish that it didn't work. Yeah. How different do you think your Twitter? We'll get back to this Seinfeld thing because I am interested in it. But how different do you think? your twitter would be if you didn't get twitter uh like so different yeah right yeah absolutely interesting but i i think that like i for like a while i was i was like performative twitter i was like oh let me do this because it's gonna get like a shitload of of retweets or whatever good i I don't build that base i don't care as much anymore like it doesn't it doesn't like twitter annoys me more than anything i guess for like i mean i think you did the uh you probably did um some i'm trying to think of a band that would be a good example of this but like hey you know what i'll, I'll work with co-writers i'll do the yeah. i'll do the one five six four like basic songs i know that's going to get me a record deal and now once everyone trusts me and knows that, that's like, true i'm yeah. good at this i'm gonna make my I'm own gonna, shit right i'm gonna give them they, they, they clearly think that i have good ideas yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna really get out there a little bit kendrick lamar might be a good example of that fair enough yeah i it was like what i want it's i mean i would say it's uh it's very john mayer like John Mayer. John Mayer's the best example. John Mayer yeah. like went out there and he made like generic pop songs and and like became a star f- through that route and then yeah. he was like nah, I'm like an I'm like an indie guy or whatever. Like yeah. I'm going to play some shit that's not going to pop off on the radio. Yeah. And he just made a bunch of that. So like yeah, I think that's like kind of what I've done. It's the reverse Maroon 5. Yeah, absolutely. Maroon yeah, 5's yeah. like, "Hey, you want some shit you haven't heard before?" And everyone's like, "This is great. Awesome." And <laughs> yeah. they're like, "But what if I was at a payphone?" <laughs> All right. It's kind of the route that I always wish that Ed Sheeran w- was gonna go, and like I thought that he was he was going there yeah. for a while, and now he just keeps making like the pop stuff. Yeah, stop doing fucking first dance songs, yeah. bro. You know, just shred for a bit. Yeah. I wonder. You think Ed Sheeran's a good guitar player? Yeah, I bet he is. Yeah, I because I bet he's good at everything. Yeah, hundred percent. So just like fucking... he's definitely he's definitely not the best songwriter. Right. As, uh we found out. I know he's although that Penguin song, woo, that was good. <laughs> uh, let's do the Ed Sheeran. Uh, have more guitar solos 
or play a guitar solo challenge. Play guitar solo, solo coward. Yes, challenge. play a guitar solo. All right, Kramer pitches an insane ad to McDonald's. Sure, everyone loves your burgers, but what if you made it seem like your burgers loved everyone? First response, dot at Seinfeld today. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> From Seinfeld 2000. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, and this was... I love the... the uh, I love the post-Seinfeld 2000 responses to Seinfeld Today tweets. Because once Seinfeld 2000 came out, everyone decided... Oh, yeah, you're right. This shit is lame. Yeah. So it went from, like, this is so hilarious, like, tagging friends. You've got to follow this account to, he says, shut the fuck up. Uh, the other response is, like, Seinfeld 2000 got people to delete their tweets praising. Oh, for sure. Praising modern Seinfeld. And uh, this madness is someone with a uh, check mark. Swing and a miss, says someone. Uh, let's see. How would he get that meeting? This is stupid. Um, I mean, he got a off. meeting with Calvin Klein. What if Garg? <laughs> what if Garg think he have Ebola? <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Someone responded, and then he killed him. <laughs> <laughs> um, what if Seinfeld? To, what if Seinfeld today funny like Seinfeld two thousand? Uh, cram sue you for not being modern hire jackie childs and call seinfeld 2000 to testify but he overslept with lena funham <laughs> what so weird <clears throat> so amazing uh all right so that was a good check-in on twitter every now and then we get to the bottom of hey what's happening on twitter yeah and i don't want to be the podcast that's like ta- we're like the two hosts talk about their twitter right but every now and then it can be good i mean we just how would anybody have known that your Twitter's doing great and mine's not doing so hot if we hadn't just told them. Yeah. There would be no other way of knowing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, people who got into our podcast from Twitter would have no way of knowing that one of our Twitters is uh, good and and kept clean. And like, uh, I, 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 like I don't wash my Twitter. It would be a good way of fair. looking at it. Yeah. You get, like, you, you get your tires rotated and... Stuff. Your Twitter smokes cigarettes. <laughs> oh yeah, my Twitter is my Twitter is a pre-owned Twitter that smells like cigarettes. The Carfax has been like uh, been altered. Oh god, if we did like a Carfax on our Twitters, oh man. Uh, okay, so that was some good uh, speaking Twitter of tw- talk. Speaking of Twitter, though, um, shout out to the people that that gave the feedback on last week's episode uh, with Paul Samuel Doman. We yeah, got some we really good it. feedback. We knew that it was awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you for everybody for telling us. How great it was because we, you could tell, I listened back to it, you could tell we were having a blast. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that guy rules. Oh, he's awesome. Um, let's uh, well, let's talk about Love is Blind because it's everyone's talking about it and uh, I don't I don't feel like watching that show. How about you? Uh, I've watched the first two or three episodes. Yeah? Uh, yeah, it was, a, it was an Ellen passion project that okay. I had to jump onto. Um, it is ridiculous and it's entertaining, but like... It's it's terrible. It's okay. a, it's a very bad show, and I'm okay for skipping it. Yeah, I've been told yeah. so many. things You would get about no it. enjoyment out of it. Okay, I might as well go on Twitter then. Yeah, I uh, I did watch The Circle on Netflix, which is like a similar show. Okay, um, it's uh, like a social media based show where like all these people live in the live in a building, and um, they're like competing to be the most popular amongst each other. Yeah, and they get to like vote each other off based off their like 
social profiles and like the chats. The, the basically like a fully online c- competition mm-hmm. where like some of them are catfishing, some of them are being themselves. But the, at the end of the day, you just you want to be the most popular one. Oh, this is it rules everything. I don't want to. No, it's awesome. It okay. is. Uh, it is very, very interesting, um, and it's. I mean, it's very stupid, but it is a great watch. I liked it a lot. Well, in our prep for Martha's Vineyard, learning about it, getting ready for Beach Road Weekend hashtag ad. Um, I did look up. Is there a uh, any? Are there any TV shows set on Martha's Vineyard? And there is one with eight episodes, so we're gonna have to be watching that. It is called The Vineyard. It's an American docu-soap that premiered on ABC Family on July 23rd, 2013. It chronicles the lives of 11 young adults who work together at the Black Dog restaurant and are murdered one by one. That last part, I added. That, oh, I was going to say, what? You're like, that sounds like an amazing show when you add, like, they drop off one by one. Yeah. But no, I, it's just about uh, Is this 11. a reality show or no? It's a docu-soap series. So is is that is that like Laguna Beach? Because that's what I that, thought so the vineyard was. Docu soap does sound like a good description of Laguna Beach. Yeah. So it's just like Laguna Beach and on Martha's Vineyard. Which so it's like way worse. Bunch of white people <laughs> yeah. in one place instead of a bunch of people in another, another place. place. Yes, it's East Coast Laguna Beach. Okay, I mean it's definitely it's got to not be good. There are eight episodes, one season. Well, only one way to find out. Uh, I'm be, down to watch. Yeah, we're gonna be digging into that. We're gonna be talking about that early, like early, tw- like 2013 too. That's that, that has a chance to be terrible. That's very post Laguna Beach. Although it's not, it's I guess it's like uh, post the hills. Maybe that's even the even the hills was like mid 2000s, wasn't it? The hills was probably 2007 through. I don't know when it ended. The hills probably ended 2006 2010. Okay. So like mid 2000s. So even so it, was, it was late on that, that train. Was done for a while. <laughs> yeah. Well, this I mean it sounds terrible. We're going to for sure get to the bottom of it. Uh in the meantime, there is new Heim, which means, ah, oh, damn it, I said it the wrong way. Uh Paul Thomas Anderson's working again. And so that means that there's new Heim. Yeah, you yeah. really... That's you, becoming a thing. I Some people I do follow now are jumping on that. They're a little late on it, but uh, the Paul Thomas Anderson Heim humor... Yeah, I mean, come on. Where you that. been? Yeah. yeah. Um, you, you've been making uh, Paul Thomas Anderson Heim things from the brunch account for like years now. Yeah. Um, I do love that he has graduated. I, I, I'm glad to see that he's doing more than just Heim music videos. Now he's doing Heim cover shoots. He is. He he shot the the oh, cover yeah. photo. That's so, what, what an oh, a weird overqualified. <laughs> I mean, thing. I've seen. I've seen. I, I I know that it, it's probably been happening for like the past year or so. But like even um, like mainstream media or like close family friend and frequent collaborator Paul Thomas Anderson. That's that's the funniest thing in the world. Uh, so there's a new high music video for the song The Steps, which is the fourth song they've put out yeah. post Something to Tell You. This is my favorite of the songs. It's Is it uh, top two for you? You're still team Now I'm In It. I'm still uh, Now I'm In It. But yeah, I think this is this is the second one. I did like Hallelujah, but it's, yeah. um, it's, it's a little like low energy. Right. Sure, sure, sure. Um, 
<clears throat> and it's kind of, uh, it's just, it's that James Taylor, Simon and Garfunkel acoustic guitar with a couple like, hammer-ons here and there. You did not, you, we've, we've done it a few times in our day. Uh, this song, I think, is great. Yeah, to Metallica fans out there, uh, if you know the song The Unforgiven, years later Metallica put out another song called The Unforgiven 2, and then years later they put out a song called The Unforgiven 3. Unforgiven and Unforgiven 2 are both classic songs. Anyway, I would say that The Steps is like The Wire 2. It's it's kind of in the same family, same vibe, same energy. It's not quite as, as catchy. The Wire. No, I mean The Wire is real elite. real yeah, elite earworm stuff, but I I love everything about this song. I like the uh I mean the the, the guitars are great. You got your Wailing electric guitar, and then you got some uh, acoustic there. But the drums sound beautiful. Very, very modern vampires of the city. And that's uh, probably because the same people are producing it. Ariel Rekshide, as always. But Rostam, I have to check. I think he's producing this whole album, which will be interesting. Because he, my favorite songs off of Something to Tell You, some of them at least, were... Walking Away and um, Kept Me Crying. Mm-hmm. Kept Me Crying, I thought was a very underrated song. And he did both of those songs. So we do have Newheim coming. They have set a date for their album to come out. That's uh, April 24th, right? It's somewhere around there, yeah. Something like that. But no, but also now we have four songs out. So like we've, we kind of know a lot about it already. How do you feel so far about this third chapter of Heim? <laughs> Women in Music Part 3, as it's called. Yeah, I uh I'm I'm a little concerned because we have four songs and I don't think that like any one of them are like true A+. And I don't know if they would they would like release yeah. the, the the like the true A+. I think like now I'm in it is in, in the A category. I would say the steps is probably like high B for me. Okay, I would say this I would just reverse those, but okay. I agree. So like those like one A, one high B, yeah. And then like the other two, yeah, I can Are give fine. It, yeah, like take them or leave them. Right. Um, but like I, I do like the sound. Like it's still high. I'm not not totally worried. I'm sure that I'm gonna pick something. Yeah. I just I don't know. I, there's a little concern that it's not. It's gonna like fall a little bit short because the first two were great. The first yeah. two albums were unbelievable. So this is maybe existential a bit. But do you think that Heim will always be chasing Days Are Gone? Because Days Are Gone is a perfect debut album. Like that—that that was their first album, and I know that it came after them being around for a while. And everyone was like, "Yo, is Heim going to make an album at some point?" Yeah, they came out with a debut album that was like Blew it would have been like the Eagles' off. tenth album or something. Yeah. You, know, you know, so I wonder if they're always going to be chasing because it would be hard for me to put it that way because I—I I honestly think that something to tell you is better. Oh, really? Yeah. I—I I, I mean, I love both of them, but I mean, Days Are Gone has all right. Track listing is Falling, Forever, The Wire, If I Could Change Your Mind, mm-hmm. Honey and I, Don't Save Me, Days Are Gone, My Song 5, Go Slow, Let Me Go, Running If You Call My Name. Maybe Running If You Call My Name is the only song yeah. that somebody would say isn't like the best song in the world, but I think that's the best song in the world, and all of those songs are seriously. Yeah. Let, Let Me Go could be the lead single off... A million other albums, and it's an afterthought in this album because it's so stacked. Yeah, and now that you go through the, the track listing, it's uh, a little bit 
better than I remember, I guess. Because every song, because it, it, it's a, well, I, I think like the thing that always sticks about out to me about um, about Days Are Gone is that it took me like two years to get into the back half of the album because I was so obsessed with the first half of the album yeah. that I never ended up like exploring beyond that. Mm-hmm. And then when I got to the back half, I was like, oh, all this shit is good too. Yeah. So. Uh, I, I just remember like something to tell you. I was more like front to back. Love this. Going to listen through it uh, the entire way. But yeah, I think that that uh, it's closer than I remembered. Ludwig Göransson. As I look at this track listing, couple of contributions to Days Are Gone. Hell yeah, forever. Of course, uh, I did not know. Maybe I, I'd forgotten that he produced "Go Slow." That is a great song. Estyheim vocals on the second verse, just lovely. Uh, so Haim is back. It's exciting. We'll see if they can continue to to meet the high bar they set in 2013 with that. Also, another video. note on the Paul Thomas Anderson thing. I, I the, what makes it even funnier? Cool to video, me, by the way. Good, good work. Cool, right. cool video. Yeah, but it's the same thing that he that that every Haim Paul Thomas Anderson collab is. It's just them doing stuff. Yeah, them just them just like walking, walk, the walking around, dancing up and down, some brushing steps, teeth, jumping in the pool, brushing some teeth. Like that's what's so funny to me is that like they're not was ambitious. That performative? You think they were bragging? You think they were? Uh, like, let, oh, we got good hygiene. Letting everyone know they brush their teeth. Yeah. Uh, well, what I mean on the flip what are you side, trying to say about the rest of us on the flip side, uh, Esty is literally eating. Uh, lipstick which is very uncomfortable for me to watch Esty's so cool it's so weird um but yeah i was like i was saying it's 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 so funny to me because they're not ambitious music videos it's yeah. just them doing stuff yeah anybody could have shot this but it's probably shot in what is a uh, 16 millimeter yeah is and that it, it looks great yeah and it's paul thomas anderson who's gonna say no to that exactly so great stuff good job everybody keep it uh coming we are now going to continue our relentless coverage of Beach Road Weekend 2020 by drafting things about Beach Road Weekend. That's all it is. We're, it can be bands. It can be things to do. We're just going to do a draft of things for that weekend. Would you like to... Uh, who, who should go first? Who should- um, it's your idea, so you can get the first pick. Then how about this? We'll uh, do some. We'll do some polling order uh, determination and flip a coin. Oh, I got okay. I go first. Okay, I just flipped it. Bernie goes last. Yeah. Uh man. What do I've I... got a good list here, so uh, I'm not worried. Shoot, uh... you know what? I'm t- I'm just I'm taking Father John Misty number Ooh. one overall. Okay, that's very on brand. I, I I'm very tempted to hijack. Uh, something just right off the bat. You know what? I'm going to do it. Yeah. I'm going to hijack something that I know that's going to that's going to make you mad. Yeah. Uh, grocery store trips. Ah, great. We're going to be pick. we're going to be spending the weekend getting together. there and going to the grocery store. And I think we're we're uh, we're gonna we're locking down a house. Mm-hmm. So uh, g- grocery store shopping is going to be huge for us. Yes. Uh, oh, uh, Beach Road weekend. Can you get us a house also? Yes. Uh, okay. Number three. What? Um see uh i'm gonna take a a big one water okay is that like drinking water is that the ocean or is it just a a all-encompassing water i mean if you're gonna if you'll give me the works i'll gladly (laughs) take it i was gonna say getting some water when we're at when we're watching the bands okay 
All right. Nothing feels better than getting some water at a music festival. Um, these are going to heat up, by the way. So we're, yeah. we're just getting the okay. we're just get, getting the big ones out of the way. Uh, yeah. Here, so like on on that, I'm going to play off that that pick from you. Water. You say food. No, uh, I'm going to say trying to sober up around sunset. That's like a big music music festival. Oh thing. yeah, great. Like when the sun goes down, you're like, oh, I'm 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 really feeling it. I bet I gotta like I gotta I gotta gather myself a little bit to so that I can make it through the rest of the night. Okay, my next one is going to be uh, how about Beck's mid to late '90s work with the Dust Brothers. So Odelay and Midnight Vultures. Obviously, Mutations was the the big hit of of that run, but that came in the middle. Midnight Vultures, probably my favorite Beck album. Also, Guero in 2005, also produced by the Dust Brothers and Tony Hoffer. He went on to produce Tally Hall's Good and Evil. It's a bit mouthy, but I've already got most of that written down. <laughs> okay. Uh, right now, I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go coffee outside. Oh, like iced coffee? Sure. Or co- coffee in the morning. Coffee in the go. morning outside. Just waking up, making a cup of coffee, sitting, sitting out on like porch? a deck or a oh, porch, yes. dude. That is um, that is one of the best things of all time about the summer. Oh shit! Now now you're making me nervous that this is gonna get stolen, so I gotta take it. Uh, getting some ice cream. I have that on my list. That's yeah. either at the festival, that's at, during the day, or just yeah. like taking like a three-hour break from the music, leaving the grounds. I think what, that's like a big... in the vineyard, getting some I ice cream. I think that's a big like uh, vineyard activity. Let's go get some ice cream. Just getting some ice cream. Yeah. Uh, I bet they have like... I bet there's a ton of just like mom-and-pop ice cream oh, shops yeah. around the vineyard. Yeah. So, all right. You took that one from me. Uh this this one is is like a, a basic bitch one, but dope Instagrams. We're gonna get some dope Instagrams. Ah, in yes. Uh, dope Instagrams. All right. How about the tight sound of Lake Street Dive that was crafted and refined through years of playing together? Okay, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I had that one too. I know. I mean, they're, they're harmonies. Mike, Mike Calabrese, Bridget Kearney, they are just locked in. Is that a separate pick or is that no. part of the same pick? Okay. No, that's all together. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, saying we're vineyard guys. Oh, nice. That's going to be, a, I think that's going to be a big thing. We're going to being able in the moment and in the future. Like we're, it's a, that's a, that's a pick for now and a pick for the long term. Okay. Let's see. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take it because I'm afraid you might steal it. Doing some flowy clothes. Oh yeah. Okay. Maybe some linen. Oh hell yeah. Right. Hell yeah. I have um I have um planning outfits and outfit planning, but I think that kind of that can so fall into that. Category. I'll say this: there is far less pressure, I think, for outfit planning at this sort of festival. I yeah, think like you I think that this could legitimately be. You wear a freaking polo. And everyone will be like, oh, cool polo. Where'd <laughs> yeah. you get it? Where you wouldn't be caught dead doing that at some other stuff. I, Definitely not. There's going to be some low, low low clothing pressure at this festival. Absolutely. I'm probably just going to rock some graphic tees. I don't even know if I'll nice. bring a basketball jersey. It doesn't seem like a basketball jersey sort of music festival. Interesting. But it's on the vineyard, and it's right. going to be in the middle of the summer. So right, maybe it's going to be will. hot. Yeah, so we'll see. Maybe some linen basketball jerseys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, uh, 
listening to The Funeral and Laredo by Band of Horses. Cool. Because those are two unbelievable songs that have a ton of nostalgia appeal to me. The Funeral and Laredo by Band of Horses. Um, I'm going to do The Beach Club VIP Experience. That's right, Beach Road Weekend. We're could, planning could on they it. Be, could, could they be uh, VIP passes, please? How about that? There you go. Well, let's look up what the Beach uh, Road VIP experience is. All right. The beachfront viewing area comes with Beach Club VIP lounges, Beach Club culinary experience, Ooh. Beach Club drinks, less interested there, on-site VIP concierge, phone charging stations, and then everything else that you get, like free water and soft drinks. What? Free soft drinks. Damn, that's what is this? Some, this Thank is you, Beach Road Weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Beach Road Dude, Weekend. I'm going to be pounding art gingers. installations. Check out a little art. I don't know. I don't know. Deluxe bathrooms. Access to Beach Road Weekend Oasis. Like the band Oasis? I was going to say, <laughs> they should have put them higher on the <laughs> on the billing. Uh, yeah. Oh, this is cool. I think the state... Let me look at the map. It says two stages side by side. Does that mean that you can just stand in one place and never have to walk around? Because that would be quite nice. I'm down with that. Um, I have a hashtag ad content. Okay. I think that's going to be a big Doing part some, of it. Yeah, we should toss them back some stuff for all they're giving us. Yeah. 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 That's That was nice of you. Uh... And content. I'm going to go a little off the board here, and I'm going to say I'm going to take 15th overall. The warm tones of Lee Pardini on the electric piano. He plays in the band Dawes, and he's very, very good. I like this this keyboard player probably more than I like the band he's in. Okay, but I'm gonna. But we're gonna check out Dawes and listen to Dawes, and I've. My uh, my boss, my editor at at uh, CBS, loves Dawes. Big keeps, Dawes guy he keeps telling us to check out Dawes. Really? Yeah, the Dawes is solid. Lee Pardini even better. Okay, nice. Um, I have this one. I'm going to go off the board here too as well. Uh, riding bikes. I think yeah. that we could be but like just casual bike guys uh, this weekend. That's at, at that's Vineyard. such a good call. That's such a good call. All right, how about this is a good one. This is a very good one because I've done this before. Checking out Guster's set. Okay. Guster, well, we'll, we'll check out Guster. Yeah. I don't have any, strong, not, don't have any strong feelings. But you're not going to have a bad time listening no. to Guster. Yeah. And watching them play, they put on a fun, chill, nice show for the, the type of vibe that I think this place is trying to cultivate. I think Guster was a very good get. Okay. Um, hunting vineyard celebs. Nice. Yeah, That's, I didn't like hunting, but. <laughs> yes. Uh, I I mean, like, actually... How about, can I put you down for finding slash becoming vineyard celebs? Absolutely, that sounds a lot better. Vineyard celebs. Uh, I can't believe this is still on the board. Actually, this would be too similar. I was going to say, hanging out with Paul Samuel Dolman. I have him, but Should that just be included in that? No, I I have Paul Samuel Dolman as a a completely its own category. Cool, I'll take it. I have Paul Samuel Samuel Dolman and and in parentheses and references to Paul Samuel Dolman. Nice. So I'm just going to take that right off the board for you. 
references. Actually, I'll do Paul Samuel Dolman, and you can be references to Paul Samuel Dolman. That puts me back on the board. References to Paul Samuel Dolman. Uh, Happy Pills by Nora Jones. Okay, one of my yeah. favorite songs. Very good. Here's one. Hot dogs. Oh, yeah. Gonna, the boys are going to be eating hot dogs. Grilling. I already know that. Get up in the morning, have your coffee on the porch, and then we're grilling hot dogs. Oh, I'm so glad this is still available. I forgot. This wasn't even written down, but it was definitely in the back of my head. Uh, running into some Bruntouchables, talking for a few minutes, really enjoying it, and then both sides feeling very okay with going their separate ways. Okay. Yeah, that's a, that's a great one. Yeah, I hope it happens. Yeah, wouldn't that rule? Yeah, absolutely for everybody. And then, and like, then, like, and then like, you see, and then you see him like later in the weekend. You just like you just give him a nice high. Yeah, and then you just keep going. Good to see you again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, have a good time. I don't. If I see someone wearing a brunch shirt and I'm like, "Hey, brunch!" Hey, and then we start talking about it. I don't want them to feel like I'm going to be like, "All right, can you buy me some ice cream now?" <laughs> um, Very good guys. Us. Uh, how about this one? And um, you can tell that I'm, I might be a little bit hungry here. Uh, oysters. Ooh, that might be. I, do you think that comes with the VIP Beach Road thing? I mean, culinary experience lends towards oysters. Like how, how many? How many? Uh, how many things that like you eat would you call a culinary experience? That's true. Not many things that I eat. That's true. Yes. Pete, uh, oysters in parentheses culinary how many should we go we're 24 deep i've still i've still got some picks here so we, we can keep going as long as you want to keep going okay um let's see uh oh uh petting dogs on our way to and from things That's, when we're walking around. Yeah, Vineyard is a big dog place. Yeah. Black dogs. Petting other too. people's dogs. Yes. Um, we'll go to 30. Okay. Uh, so how many more How many more picks do I get left? You have three more. Three more. Damn. Okay. That's got to... All right. Um, let me see. Okay. How about this one? Uh, the Head and the Heart's first two albums. Nice. Oh. Telling people how the ferry was. How was the ferry? That was good. You put our car... You, you, you put your car on it? Yeah. I would yeah. say... Uh, I would. I, I think that a, a stronger pick there might be an overall encompassing ferry talk. Yeah. Because uh, we're going to be like, what time's the ferry? Yeah. Uh, should we catch the ferry? Yep. What time do we need to leave to catch the ferry? Oh, shit. Now... No. Make your next pick, because I got a good... All right. Um, oh, I think this is going to be a big one. Uh, debating between summer beers and seltzers. Yes. Uh, food, ferry food on the return trip. Oh, they do food on the ferry? Oh, they do food in the ferry. Ooh. Yeah, I, I did... Uh, did you do some ferry research? I did some ferry food. 
they the, uh, ferries always have like snack bars and yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. and they'll have like hot dogs. Sometimes they'll have beers. Okay. Uh, they, they'll yeah they'll they'll have drinks and stuff. So beers. I I came back from a wedding that was uh, in the Hamptons and congrats. Hung over the next day, coming back, did like a beer and chicken fingers on the ferry. It was great. All right, nice. Yeah, um, it's kind of your last chance to to be bad for the weekend. You know. That's true, yeah. Uh, last this is my last pick? Yeah. Last pick. Uh, comparing music festivals. Oh, nice. I think that's going to be a, hey, this thing, at, at this place, I liked when the other the other music festival did this. Or this, like, Beach Road Weekend is doing the festival better than this festival. I'm so glad that we skipped Boston Calling to do Beach Road Weekend instead. Hashtag ad. Yes. All right, well, that concludes both this draft and this episode, thank you to Beach Road Weekend. We'd love to uh, to be part of all this. What do you think? Hashtag ad.